What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about seeing God in the everyday. This is episode 55 and you can find the show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. You can also find the show notes there as well as a share button. So if you enjoy today's broadcast, I would appreciate it if you could share it with a friend as well as give me a rating on iTunes or any podcast app that you have. Usually the rating buttons are at the bottom of the episode or at the bottom of the show album. Um, I know it can be a little bit complicated, but every share helps tremendously. I also want to thank our sponsor, and today it is it's Media Angels Publishing and A Few Minutes with God. Um, if you haven't checked out that book, please check it out on Amazon.com, and you can find out more information about it. Well, there's more than seeing with our eyes. It's in seeing God every day in our hearts. I believe you can, in the wonderful world He created, as well as those many God incidences instead of coincidences that happen in our lives. There are so many concepts about our Creator that it would take a lifetime of discussion to scratch the surface of the awe that He has created all around us. If we really believe in God, we know that He is always with us. Seeing God is more so... Um, has to do with our hearts and our desires to know Him in a closer and deeper way rather than imagining that we see Him physically. Um, not to say that that is has happened or could happen or would happen. Um, I know there are people who have claimed uh, to see um, certain things. Uh, and the focus today is more so in seeing what God has done around us and also in those things that happen in our lives that we just can't imagine could come from anywhere else. Seeing God every day in the scriptures in 1 John four twelve through 16, no one has seen God in any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and His love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. We have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And in the scripture it talks about no one has seen God at any time, meaning God the Father, because we all know that there are many eyewitnesses that saw Jesus the Son. And it's amazing because it's one of those questions that are way um, too complex to understand, and that is if God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one, yet it, three individual persons, how can not seeing the Son also be seeing the Father? Because there are scripture verses where Jesus says, you have seen the Father because you have seen me. 
But here we want to look at Exodus 3, and we read that as well, that the passage is about God appearing in the burning bush and the effect it had on Moses. And so we read in Exodus 3. Now Moses was pasturing the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight, why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that, he turned aside to look. God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said also, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Have you thought about the ways we fear looking for God, similar to the ways Moses feared actually seeing God? Friends, our day will be so much richer if we have a relationship with God. So many days we make a, you know, a, a habit of walking around with the burdens of the world on our shoulders. We are stressed, we're worried, and there seems to be no good that can come out of our current situation. Every once in a while we get a glimmer of the light at the end of the tunnel, but so many times we're focused on that tunnel, we can't see our way through. So I have some suggestions that might help you um, in your daily walk. The first is making a habit of talking to God all day long, maybe not aloud, but privately. We can make it a prayer or a talk or something that you want to share with the Lord, maybe something that is bothering you. You know, I talk to the Lord all day long in my mind, and some people do this in a journal. If you journal this way, be sure to thank God. If you're only journaling journaling your problems without any solutions, this won't help you. If you are sad or disappointed, sometimes we can just focus on that. I have a couple of podcasts I did on journaling, and one of the things I did during a time that was very, very difficult for our family financially, I decided to journal a praise journal and just praise God for all the wonderful things that had happened in my life. Maybe they were not currently happening in my life, but they had happened at some point. So I wrote praise journal, and I started writing all of the praises at the beginning, and at the back of the journal from the very last page, I started writing prayer requests I had. That helped me tremendously. It helped me to see that God had been there in my life in so many different ways. And slowly, ever so slowly, He began answering those questions, those unspoken questions in my heart. Because sometimes what we're praying or asking the Lord or seeking in the Lord, we are afraid to verbalize them because we're afraid He's going to say no. Number two, what are your deepest desires and wants? Pray about this. Don't be afraid because God already knows them whether we say them or not. Remember, when you do pray that the Lord knows every thought, 
every word and every deed. You don't need to list out all the things if you've asked Him for them in prayer already. And surprisingly, the Lord will bless one or more of your requests. Keep your eyes open so you don't miss it. And sometimes it isn't what you want. For example, one of the deepest desires of my heart was to have my two youngest children go to college in Florida where I live. Yet neither of them were offered scholarships within our state. Yet they were offered multiple scholarships out of state. So I had to just release that to the Lord. And amazingly, both of those offers became better than I could have even imagined. So I really have to praise God for that, that His ways are are better than my ways. Number three, be mindful of His answers. We are often our own worst enemies. Some situations are just out of our control. For example, a bad decision someone you love has made. These situations can bog us down with coulda, shoulda, woulda, and we may blame ourselves. God hears our prayers. Just know His answer may be different than the one you pray for and seek. A situation happened in my life some time ago that I had no control over, and yet I thought of it from so many different angles. And, you know, I really had to release it to the Lord And I really felt like the Lord was saying in my heart, how could you think that you had more control over this situation than I do? And I had to acknowledge that I didn't have any control. And of course, God was in control. So we are not God. We do not know His ways. We cannot explain His ways. We cannot explain really anything. We can only try to understand Him better. And those are little baby steps. And I always talk about it like a journey toward the Lord. And we can also release, I I did another podcast on surrendering, releasing our will to Him for His perfect will. And number four is exactly that, God's perfect will or providence. Are we open to God's will in our lives? And again, this is a podcast I just did, and I still struggle with this. I'm not... 100% there yet, and I don't know that I ever will be, but I take little baby steps. But I want to be an obedient child. I don't want to be willful and obstinate against the Lord. So take a look at your life and look at where God has had a hand in it, as well as ways that we can continue to release different segments of our lives to Him, because He wants all of us. And yet, for many of us, it's a difficult thing to do. And number five, I call kisses from the Lord, and they come in many shapes and sizes. You can see God in the grandeur of the sunsets and the cloud formations, or in a field of beautiful flowers, the love of a puppy, or the love of a baby. The greatest things in life cannot be purchased. Have you ever considered that? You can't buy a sunset or an ocean, or the clouds, or the sun, or the sky. These amazing gifts are all around us, and each day God shows His grandeur and glory in the rising of the sun in the morning and the setting of the sun in the evening. And friends, these glorious sunsets and glorious sunrises are just for you. We can even see the Lord in the rain, in the clouds. We have to remember that He is God of God and light of light. He is 
the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is all things to us if we allow ourselves to see Him in the little things. You know, in the smile of a baby, in the smile of an elderly person, you know, as they hold the door for you at church or you hold the door for them. It is amazing to me how the love of God is all around us, but we're so blinded by the burdens that we carry. You know, even in death, it can be beautiful. I remember standing around my mother's bedside with my aunts and uncles, and it was a very difficult time for our family. She went into the hospital, and within a week, the doctor, um, well, soon after she went in, but within a week she died, and soon after she went in, the doctor basically said there was no hope. And I remember calling all the family and having everyone there who could fly in from out of town. And as we stood around her bedside, I had everyone praying because that was the only way to keep everyone from dissolving you know, into hysterical tears. These were her brothers and sisters and um, brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws and my brother and his wife and And uh, my other brother and his wife were in Washington State and couldn't get back to Florida in time. But if a death could be called a beautiful death, hers was, because she was surrounded by the love of family. All of the people that, that she had touched throughout her life, all of the people that were there because they could not bear the thought of her being gone, and she was surrounded by the love the love of her family. And they were praying to God. They were releasing her into his hands. And I had to say to my dad, who loved her tremendously, they did nothing apart. They worked together. They they just did everything together. If he went to the store, she went to the store with him. I mean, they were inseparable. And I had to say, Dad, you just need to release her to the Lord. And he said, I don't know how I'm going to live without her. And I said, we're here for you. And we were. We were there for him until he took his last breath. And amazingly, his when he left this world, he used to say in Italian, I came into this world alone, and I want to leave this world alone. And I used to always say, Dad, don't say that. But when he died... Um, we were on our way to the hospital and my brother was ahead of me and he called and dad had already, you know, left this world before we got there. That's what he wanted. That sounds so like my father, that he wanted to be, not to have us around him because that was his wishes. And God honors these things. These are those silent God incidences in your life that you don't see at that time. The other thing was both my mother and my father died on feast days. And, you know, it's it's amazing now because my mother died in 1999 and my father died um, just a year ago in uh, March. And one of his favorite days was St. Joseph's Day, even though his name wasn't Joseph, but that was one of his favorite feast days. And that was the day that he died. So... It's amazing, again, when we look at these things about how God provides in our lives and those God incidences that we don't realize He 
He provides for us. Well, let's pray for the eyes that can see. Dear Lord, I praise you for all the beauty you've provided for us in this world, all the grandeur of your mountains, oceans, and sky, the planet that you've given us to cherish, as well as those things that money can't buy. I ask you to open my eyes to see you and all the little things, to hear you and your will in my life. Lord, don't let me be closed by depression or the things I have no control over in my life. Lord, I give you my life each and every day, and I ask you to make it pleasing to you. Fill my life with joy, Lord, if that is your will. I ask you to hear the prayers, the ones most close to our hearts. I pray for those who are listening today for all of their needs. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information.